So we're going to start Daf uh, Hey today. Uh, yesterday, at the very end of the Daf, we, we touched into another category. The beginning of Moed Katan was basically discussing the ideas of, or at least the parts that were relevant to Chol Moed, was discussing the concept of Dover Ha'avar, Ha'avar Shlachem, and uh, it requires a human to assist in the watering of it, otherwise the field will die, so I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to go ahead and divert water in there. I'm allowed to do something that is essentially, we'll call it a Maisa Hedyet, so general work. It's not a Maisa Uman. Um, and we'll get into these concepts later in order to uh, make sure that my field isn't lost. So we'll allow you to do some sort of Malacha, some sort of Malacha to save your field. Then yesterday we touched into, at the end over here, we had from a bunch of Amaraim, who said, right, to trim the, the, the leaves to make sure that it doesn't block water. And then we, we started getting into this concept called Tzarech HaRabim. We're going to discuss this um, for quite a while now. Um, the first thing we're going to discuss is, so we discussed those specific instances that, of the Amaraim yesterday at the very end of Dalarama Beis. And... Today, we're going to get into a Mesachnin as Kakule Hamayim, right? Digging um, virus. So I just wanted to discuss there's a few things that are going to, concepts that are going to come up throughout, um, throughout uh, Maid Kutten. In regards to Chal Maid, there's different types of Malacha. So I just wanted to read through a little bit of the Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Bura. Okay, not too long, just for about two or three minutes here, two Halachas, um, just to, to uh, introduce certain concepts that are going to be very relevant for Cholomite. So in Tav Kuf Mem Dalid, the Shulchan Aruch says, starts, it says, Tzorchei Rabim Mutar like we saw at the end of the Gemara. Tzorchei Rabim, you're allowed to do, B'cholomite. Kigayim, L'sakin Drachim, like fixing roads, U'lohasmer, M'amachshelos, and to remove obstacles from the roads, we're going to see this, U'letzayin HaKivaris, and to mark, um, where there's Tumah, to mark graves, so the Kohanim are careful, they don't bring, they know the Kohanim don't go there. You're allowed to fix Mikvais. Now, says the, um, says the Mishnah Bura, right there. So we said, Da, he says, So we said it was a general Heter. Uh, so here's Heter number one. We're going to see this later on in the Mesef, it's very important. And for Tzarech Rabbim, even if you save the work, it wasn't that this Tzarech just came up on Chalamai, but even if you saved it for Chalamai, you said, okay, we know we need to, we need to fix the roads, we're going to do it on Chalamai, we're going to do it in three weeks, we have a Chalamai coming, it's a good opportunity to do it. Why? Because, Okay, so the, why? Okay, so he says that in a situation where you have a town where there's no specific person that's in charge of doing it, so you have to find a time where everybody has a day off of work to do these things. And therefore, even, that's Hatcher number one, is even if you save it specifically for Cholomai, not that the need came up on Cholomai, there was a Tzarech of a Rabbim, the need, you saved it for Cholomai to be mutter. That's number one. Number two is, the Gam Bifarhesya is, right, that's Hatcher number two. Normally, we're going to say, we're going to find certain instances where we allow you to do things, we'll say only bitsina. We're going to see this again later on in the Masefta. Tzarech Rabim, so that's heter number two, is not only can you save it for, to do specifically on Cholomite, but also, um, but also uh, Bifar Hesia, we do it publicly. And the third thing is, as we saw yesterday, 
That even if it's Tircha Yisera, we saw this yesterday, even Tircha Yisera for Tzarech Rabbim we allow. So it's three Hatayim there. Now, however, okay, we're going to have to get, um, he says, the Mishabura says, V'yesh b'zeh shnei chilukim, dim hu maise umen, enoi mutter elam kein shehu Tzarech HaMaid. So that which we had, three, these three had term, that you could save the work to do for Chalmite, and number two, it could be even for and number three, it could be even Terech Yusera, that is, it will not allow you to do what's called a Maisa Oman. We'll get into this in a moment here, but you will not allow you to do what's called a Maisa Oman unless the Maisa Oman is what's specifically needed on Chalmite. So we're saying a Terech Rabin, even if it's not a Terech for Chalmite, right, you saved it. The need came up three weeks ago. Fix the streets. Nothing to do with Cholmite specifically. We're going to allow you to do it on Cholmite, except we're not going to allow you to do a Maisa Oman. Okay, now, one additional thing that the Ramah says, Haga, v'davka tzorchi rabim, ka'elu shem tzrichin l'guf ha'adam. These are things that we need to do for a guf. Aval, shar tzorchi rabim, kigayin binyin, beisakneses, Something that's just a public works project that doesn't benefit, directly benefit the rabbi, meaning I don't need, just fixing the roads, we need, we need, we need to make sure people can pass through the roads. But if it's something that is a, is, that is not, uh, so something that's a, a tzarek for the guf, then we'll, we have these hatarim. Like we said, we have these three hatarim. Kibna malachim, you could save it for yantif. Number two is you could do it for hashim. Number three, you can even do tirchi yisera. We said except, even though we have these three hatarim, it's, you can't do maisa uman. Okay, it's only to do general work. You can't do a specific Maisa Oman means that it requires a craftsman, a, tra- a, a person who is uh, highly specialized and trained to do it. And again, so that's number two. The second thing we said is that it has to be a Tzarek Guf, but to build a shul or something like that would not be okay. Then I just want to talk about one other din. Okay, so that is general Tzarek Rabim. Second din is, we say, Halacha Beis, Beiris Umayanos, specific to building wells or water pits, shall rabin, shenafal behen afar. So let's say, and this is going to be a preview for the Gemara here, and this will allow us to pretty much just fly through the Gemara. So baris mayana shall rabin, if you have water pits of the rabin, shenafal bahem afar, right, drinking, where people need water, shenafal bahem afar, so uh, dirt fell into it, v'neskalkul, mutul esakram, you're allowed to fix it, v'afilu ein rabin tzrichelam ata, even if the rabin doesn't need it now, kivin cheina maisa omen. So we see here, since just removing, not to dig a bar initially, but to remove the stuff that's messing up your bar, that is not considered a Maisei Oman. It's a Tzarech Rabin. Therefore, even if you don't need it right now, we said, right, this is coming off of the last halacha, that if it's something that is a, for the benefit of the public, you can save it for Cholomite. So even though I don't need it right now on Cholomite, since it's not a Maisei Oman, right, I'm just cleaning up the, the well, I'm allowed to go ahead and remove the dirt or the rocks. But to dig a new well, ah, digging a new well requires a civil engineer, right? That's a Maisa Oman. I have to make sure, how am I going to build it? Okay, so that is a Maisa Oman. Then you're only allowed to do it if you need it for Yantin. Then, so we see like this. Yes, you have the other Heterim that you can save it for the Mayid. You could do it before Hesha. You could do it for But you want to know what the difference is? Am I allowed to do a Maisa Uman for Tzarek Rabin? 
That's a different barometer. You're only allowed to do a Maisa Omen if you need it for Yantif itself. If you don't need it for Yantif, you could do it on Yantif, you could save it on Yantif, you could do it, you could do it in public. Okay? You could do Terche Yisera, but you cannot do a Maisa Omen. So that's all of a Rabin. Now, what about a Yachid? There's never a heter to dig a new, even if I need water right now. Even if I need water right now, you're not allowed to dig a bar. Now, even though, and the Mepharshim discusses, I don't understand, there's a, there's a heter for Eichel Nefesh. Water shouldn't be any different. We say still, the svar that they say is when it comes to digging in the ground, we're extra sensitive towards it. And we're going to say, no, you can't do it, even though it could theoretically fit into the concept of now, let's say you had a, a, a private well in your backyard and it got messed up. So then we say that if you had your private well and a bunch of dirt fell in there, dirt and rocks and stuff, and you were unable to use the water, if you needed the water, since it's not a Maisa Uman to clear up a well that got Stuffed up. It's not. A, that's just considered what we call ma'isa hedyin. Therefore, if you need it on yantif, you're allowed to do it. The mishnah says also. Like we said, you're not allowed to do a ma'isa hedyin unless it's tzarech hamayim. So, like this, a yachid, if he needs it on yantif, can do like if it's a davar abed, or if he needs the water, can do what we call a ma'isa hedyin, standard, right? Something that anybody can do. So this is on yantif. On Cholamite, on Cholamite, a Dabara Avid, or if you need the water, you could do a standard Misa, Misa Hedyin. For a Rabim, okay, we have further a tear, which is even if I don't need it for Yantif itself, even if it's a tear Chayyusera, and even if Arhesya, I can do a Misa Hedyin, okay? And the only time a Rabim can do a, what's called a Misa Uman is if for the Tzarech of the Rabim on on Yontif, or on Cholomite itself. So if we need the well for Cholomite itself, then we can go ahead and bring in an Uman, a civil engineer, to, deal, to dig the well. Now, let's discuss the Gemara here. Okay, so we're discussing Rabin today. Umasaknin, now that I ate up a bunch of the time, we'll have to fly. Umasaknin, as Kalkuli Hamayim Shemeshus Rabin. You can fix a, a water source, a well, that got Kilkul, that got messed up, versus a Rabin. Now, the Gemara says, Chatita in, Chafira loy. Okay, so now we're going to go into this. We could only, chatita means, chatita means to like dredge up, to get rid of like the rocks or the stuff or the dirt in the water source. So chatita, dredging in, to, to, to return it, meaning it's not a maisa omen, that's a maisa hedya. Chafira, to dig, which is a maisa omen, loy. Amar of Yaakov, Amar of Yechanan, by the way, loy shonu ela she'ein rabin tzrichen lahem. That's only if the rabin don't need it right now. Avol rabin tzrichen lahem. But if the rabin need it right now, afilu chafira mutter. Like we said, even a maisa omen is going to be mutter for a tzrich rabin if they need it right now. Bechi rabin tzrichen lahem mishari. Really? You want to tell me if the rabin need it? It's allowed. Vahatanya. I, the b'risa says, choytetin. Right? Again, choytet is a lashon of just fixing. What we call dredging. Getting out the dirt or rocks of a water source. So that's just fixing. You can do chatita, you can dredge up, right? Make it drinkable now of a yachid. For sure shall rabim. However, so we see clearly you can't dig a bar of a rabim. And so let's assume that we're talking about where the rabim needs it. And yet we said, you can't, Go ahead and dig from new. So how could, 
How could Rav Yechanan come and say that when the Mishnah said, you're only allowed to do chatita, not chafira, is if the Rabbim doesn't need it, but if the Rabbim needs it, you're allowed to do chafira, you're allowed to dig a brand new bar. We see from the Bryce, you're not allowed to dig a new bar. So the Gemara says, no, guess what? The Bryce is also talking about, loy. the Bryce is talking about where, Bishain Rabbim Tzuyichin Lahem. The Rabbim doesn't need it, and therefore you're not allowed to dig. So the Gemara says, oh, really? That's, but then the whole Bryce has to be aligned. So we said that you can do chaytutin, dredge up, fix the baris of a yachid, and you're now saying the whole b'ris is talking about where you don't need it. We needed the b'ris to be where you don't need it because we said chafira is aser, and we said, ah, you want to know chafira is aser because you don't need it, but if you need it, you can, of course you could do chafira. Okay, so the b'ris is now, you're turning into a b'ris where I don't need it. Well, guess what? A yachid, I can't do chatita either. Mishari v'hatanya, barishichin amayrish al-yachid, kainsin mayin l'teichan, avaloi chaytutin. We said that a bar where Sheikh and Amara, these are water pits of a yachid, you can put water into it. But you can't dredge it up. Right? You can't fix it. You can't smooth over its cracks. Okay, so now we have a problem. The price is not going to work for yachid. It says by Rabim, you can't do chafira. It says by yachid, you can't do chatita. Okay, yachid, you could only do yachid. It says, I'm sorry, it says by yachid, you could do chatita. And it says by Rabbi, you can't do chafira. Now, the only time you could do chatita by yachid is, meaning fixing, is if it's a tzarech. So we have to say the price is a tzarech. Ve'el amai b'sheyachid tzarech lahem, dachvasa gabi rabbi b'sherabim tzarechim lahem. If so, then chafira miyasr. Why would chafira be yasr? V'hatanya. Okay, we're just seesawing this price of back and forth. That water pits of a yachid, you can put you can you can uh, put water into it. So you could fix it. Okay, you can't repair it. You can't repair the cracks. You can't replaster it. You are allowed to dig. Shall rabim so, I, what are you going to do with the first part of the b'risa? Again, we have a b'risa that doesn't fit. One way or another, we have a problem with it. So the Gemara says, Tritz hachi. Okay, here's how we understand it. You are allowed to fix the bar of a yachid. When the yachid needs the bar on cholamayid, will allow you to only repair, dredge, get rid of the bad stuff from the water source. Of course, you could fix a bar of a rabbim. Why? Because when the rabbim needs a bar from new, it needs a new bar, you don't have one to fix, then you're even allowed to do what we call, and like what we introduced at the beginning, a maisa uman. So here's what we're saying. Again, like we saw in the halacha, now the Gemara is saying that if the, for a yachid, you're only allowed to fix if he needs it, dredge if he needs it. For a rabbim, of course you're allowed to fix if they need it, but, and, and, or even if they don't need it. But for a rabbim, even if they need it, you're allowed to dig a brand new bar of Maisa Oman. And that's, what, that's the halacha that comes out of here. Like we said, we can't dig if they don't need it. Of course, you can't dig a new one for a yachid if he doesn't need it. So chatita is going to be fixing, is going to be usher even when a yachid doesn't need it. Okay? So Amar Ravashi, by the way, Masdis and Nami Deka, our Mishnah makes sense to Katani, works in our Mishnah, So our Mishnah had a blanket thing, right? We went ahead in our Mishnah. What did we say? Our Mishnah said, 
At the end, it's called Kulei Hamayim. You could fix the collapsed well. You could dig it out or dredge it. We discuss all these things. Guess what? He said, you want to know how I know that you're allowed to build a bar for the Tzarech Rabim when you need it? Because it said, That must mean that you're allowed to dig a bar. Doesn't it mean... Isn't that Oisin Kol Tzokei Rabbim telling me that you're allowed to dig a bar for the Rabbim? So the Mar says, no, Raya, Loi, La Suye, that's coming to include Hadetanya, that the, like the following Brisa, Yoitzin Lekavetz Rachim. So again, we're going to discuss here in this Brisa things that you're allowed to do for the public benefit on Cholamai. Yoitzin Lekavetz Rachim. You can remove obstacles from the, from the road. Thorns, thistles, right? Other mazikin, you can remove those. That's Lekavetz. Ulesakein HaRechavetz to fix the streets. Ves as... And the marketplaces, okay? These are public areas you're allowed to fix on Yontif. Like we explained, and to measure the mikvah, any mikvah that does not have 40 saw, you fill it up to make sure it has the 40 saw that you need. How do you know that if you don't go ahead and remove obstacles from the public roads, Anytime somebody gets injured or killed, it's like we blame the city people. It's as if they actually went ahead and spilled the blood because they didn't remove these obstacles from the road. So the Gemara says, okay, you're trying to tell me that, no, the, you're trying to tell me that we had in our mission, we listed a bunch of specifics. We have in our Bryce a bunch of specifics. Then you're trying to tell me that when our Mishnah said, a general thing, but it's in cold circuit, Rabbim. You were trying to say it meant that you're allowed to even dig a bar new, Maisa Oman, if there's a tzarek for the Rabbim. And we, and we tried to say, no, it means all these things over here. Well, guess what? All these things are also listed. So I wouldn't need to have a general thing saying, All these things are also listed in our Mishnah already. So LMI, the general thing of must be coming to include what? So we're coming to be Marbe, like Rav Yechanan said, when our Mishnah said, that you're allowed to dredge or fix the bar of a rabbin, that means even when I don't need the water right now. There's an extra bar. We don't really need it right now. Just like we said, we preface this, and like our Mishnah, just to have clarity in our Mishnah, that we can do all public, if it's not a Misa Oman, if it's just general cleanup, anybody can do it. The townspeople get together, they can go ahead and do it on Cholomite, even though, it was, even though they saved it to do on Cholomite. They can do a bifar hesya. They can do a terech as long as it is not a maisa omen. As long as it's a stam, like dredging, just getting rid of the dirt from water source, anybody can do, not a maisa omen. So we say, even if it's not a terech of the rabbin right now, you're allowed to do it. That's for a rabbin. For a yachid, you're not allowed to clean up a water well unless you need the water on yantif, like we saw in Beis HaShlachan. Then you could only, a yachid could only do what's called a maisa hedya if it's a terech for Yantif, for Cholomai. Okay? Those are, that's the difference between Rabbim and Yachin. And one further difference is illustrated that if, it, if the Rabbim do need the water right now on Yantif, then we could even do a Maisa Oman if they need it. So Chatita we can do whether they need it or not for a Rabbim. For a Yachin you can only do Chatita cleaning up if you need it. However, Chafira you can do if you need it for a Rabbim. Now, let's move on. 
The next thing we said in the Mishnah is mitzayin and esakvaris. They would mark where the, the dead bodies. Okay, so they would mark where a body was buried. They'd put a marker, right, white paint or whatever, a marker to make sure that everybody knew that there was tumma there. Amr of Shimon ben Pazi. Remez litziyon kvaris. How do we know that you have to mark where kvaris are? Minatari minayin. Right, so here we're going to have a bunch of adam. You see the bones of a person. So when you see the bones of a person, build next to where the bones are. You see there's a dead person there. Build a marker. Right? What's the point of this marker? Number, two reasons. Number one, so that a kaihain doesn't go there. Number two is so that people don't bring their tumas there. They don't, I'm sorry, their trumas there. They don't bring their trumas there. If they bring their truma there, it becomes tummy. So basically, steer clear. Anytime you have to be concerned about tuma, we want people to want to know there should be a marker there with some sort of sign saying there's a dead body here. Okay? Now, so we see it says, So I, that's a pasuk in Yecheskel. So before Yecheskel came, man amar, how would we know that you have to go ahead and put a marker where there's a dead body? So the asks, what, what are you saying? We've had this a bunch of times. Well, here's another din that we don't learn from Moshe officially. We, look, we see it in Yecheskel. The Pasuk says in Yecheskel, Ben Nechal Ara. So you're telling me, I, only in Yecheskel's times, did we know that an Aral is not a coming to the base of Mikdash? Because I made the lace of Yecheskel, somebody who's not circumcised, we had the lace of Yecheskel before Yecheskel came around, man, amar, who would have told us this din? No, we can't say that an Aral was allowed before Yecheskel came around. Aral was allowed to the base of Mikdash. So Alamai, the fact that the halacha, anytime we have a halacha, learned out of Yecheskel, where do we know it before? And that's what the Gemara is asking. Well, how do you know? You want to tell me the Pasuk, the Pasuk that tells me that you have to put a tzi on a marker on a dead body. He's only in Yecheskel before Yecheskel came around. How do we know that you have to do that? Ela, man amar, Ela, Gemara Gemirila. It was Allah HaMashim. And Yecheskel went ahead and gave it a Pasuk. So we have a smichos kra. Hachanami, Gemara Gemirila, was Allah HaMashim. So it sounds from here, and this is how Rashi learns and Tesis learns over here, that putting a tziyun, a marker on a dead body, is really a Allah HaMashim Sinai, is a dindar raisa, and then Yechesko came along and attached a pasuk to it, right? That's how we're learning it right now. However, that is subject to Machakis Rishonim. Tesis and Baba Basra and the Ritva here say that no, the whole din is only really, when we say halacha, we don't really mean halacha Mishmi Sinai. It's not really a Dindar Raisa. It's really only a Dindar Abanan. Okay, to go ahead and put a marker on a dead body. Now, we're going to bring a bunch of other psukim. How do we know that you have to mark the area where there's tumma, where there's a dead body? Because the Pasuk says, Tummy, Tummy, Yikra. That's talking about it by Mitzayra. You have to say, you have to call out, Tummy, Tummy. This guy's Tummy. Why? Tumma, Karai, Because you're telling people, Pirish. Parish, or stay away from the, tum, the Tumah. So again, we see that anytime there's, just like by the Mitzvah, where we have to call out, the Torah gave us a mitzvah to call out and say this person's tummy to make sure people stay away from him. People with Tara or who are Makbed or need to be careful with Tara. So too, anytime you have a situation of Tumah, you have to go ahead and mark, mark it that it's Tumah. The Chenam Rebbe Uziel, Barbaray Rebbe Uziel, Rabba, Tumah Kareloi, right? You call him or Tumea, or Tuma Karala, you call him Tameh. Ay, that's what this is coming to tell me to stay away from Tuma. 
What do you mean? I need this tummy tummy to tell me the Khadatani. That the tummy isn't just to call out that he's tummy, but rather, what's the point of calling out his tummy? Not just to say, oh, this guy's tummy, he's, he's impure, stay away from him, but it's also to get people to be mamrachim for him, to daven for him. So that people, the reason you call out tummy is not just to call him out and say he's tummy, but it's to say so people will daven for him, people are Im Kane, so the Gemara says, no, it's for both. You're right, it's for both. So at least we're learning from one of the things here that you have to call out Tama. Im Kane, the Vitame Yikra. Because if it was just so that people would daven for the Mitzayrah, have Rachamim for him and daven for him, then it, the Pasuk would have just say, well, Pasuk would have just said, Vitame Yikra. But the fact that it says, my Vitame Tame, Shmas bin Atarti, we see that there's two in Yanam. Number one, call out that he's Tame, so people have Rachamim. Number two, call out that he's Tame, so that um, people know to stay away, people who are sensitive to making sure that they stay in the Torah, stay away. Now we're going to see a bunch of other psukim. Abaya Amam Rehacha. How do we know that you have to mark off Iver It's the idea of you don't put a stomach block in front of a blind person. So again, really everybody would be blind to this tumah. So we're saying make sure to mark it. Okay, make sure to mark it off. Don't essentially make everybody blind to this tumah. Make it make them aware of it. Papa Amar. Prophet says from another Pasuk Vamar, Sulu, Sulu, Pano, Derech. Harim, Mikhshom, Derech, Ami. That's after we lay on Yom Kippur. Right? Sulu, Sulu, Pano, Derech. Clear away the way. Rabbi Chanina, Amar, Harim, Mikhshom, Derech, Ami. Remove stumbling blocks from my people. Again, same idea that if nobody knows that there's Tumah there, unwittingly people, uh, if, then unwittingly people will be Metam, will become Tame, and they'll create problems. That's a Mikhshom, a stumbling block, and therefore there's a din of Harim, Mikhshom to remove it. Another Pasuk, again, these are all Pasukim, how do we know that you have to mark off where Tumah is? It says, It's a specific, specific din, the Pasuk in the Torah says, to tell people what the proper way is to go. So just like it's proper, we're obviously talking about to be sure in Torah and Mitzvah, also there's a, a, a din of proper ways when we talk about Tumah and Tara. Warn them from Tumah. We see that there's a specific din at the Kahanim, and in general, that we have to make sure that people who are sensitive towards Tumah don't be, are warned, are properly warned. Ravashi Amar, Ushmarte Mishmarti. You have to watch my Mishmarti. Asu Mishmeres Mishmarti. And that is again referring to Tumah. Okay, so we have to watch very careful. How do we watch? By letting people know that there's Tumah here. Ravina Amar, Visam Derech Erenu Biyesha Elohim. And we and over there is the way, right? The pasher way to read this is the sum derech. We place over there the way. Erenu, I will see it. Biyesha lokim with the proper yesha with the proper biyesha lokim the proper way. Okay. Now, however, Rashi explains this pasuk is talking about that Makadosh um, Baruch is is uh, warning a person that a person has to be mechashev the hefset of a mitzvah. Before you turn away a mitzvah, make sure you understand what opportunity you're chasing that's better than the mitzvah. So right, do a cost-benefit analysis on if you're going to do a mitzvah, not do a mitzvah, right? Make sure to, the sum derech, make sure to arrange it and have everything, you understand exactly what it is. Okay, somebody who, in other words, weighs, carefully weighs, making sure of exactly, right, what mitzvah they're doing and what mitzvah they're giving up on, Okay, Rashi, right? Rashi says, Zehasam Urchasav Amachashiv Hefsin Nitzah Kneget Schara, the Schara Beir Kneget Hefsaida. Are you doing a Beir? Make sure you understand what the Schar, 
and the hefset of the areas. Make sure you know what you're doing. A person who weighs all his actions carefully will be, will be will see the salvation of Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'll see him on that way. Okay, again, so a person who carefully weighs his actions. So we're going to have a story here of a person carefully weighing his actions. Rabbi Yanai had a certain Talmud. He would challenge Rabbi Yanai. He would ask his Rebbe a lot of questions. However, Bishabbat, the Regila, when there were a lot of people there, he didn't want to embarrass his Rebbe. So again, we see that he would ask Shtarka Kashas, okay, he would ask Shtarka Kashas to his Rebbe in a more private setting. In a more public setting, he was very careful to weigh his actions. What is this Yatsas Charvav Seder? Yes, I want to ask the Kasha. There's a mitzvah there, but there's also the Avera I have to contend with, which is I'm embarrassing my Rebbe. So we see you have to be very careful to weigh your actions. Kari Aleh, Rabbi Yana called this Talmud, V'sham Derech Erenu, V'yesha Elohim. Okay, so he attached this Pasuk to him. Okay, let's... How come, how come don't say that marking the Kibaros is a Savara? Why do we have to have a Halacha for it? Right, but I think what we're saying here is not just a kahana. What we're saying is that this is a mitzvah that now falls on everybody because of all these reasons. Meaning, yes, the kahana would have to do it anyways. What we're saying is this: this falls on as a general responsibility for everybody, even though it's only it's it's own, it's a problem is exacerbated for kahana. Okay, now let's talk about mitzayin. Okay, mitzayin. So So when do you have to put up a marker? You don't put up a marker loyal kazayas ben ames. Not on a kazayas ben ames, which we're going to have to understand. What does that mean? Kazayas ben ames, that's the minimum share tumma. So what do you mean you don't put a marker there? We'll have to see. You don't, you don't, you don't mark tumma, mark an area as tame because of an etzim kisaira, right? So what's the din of an etzim kisaira? An etzim kisaira is metama bimaga uvamasa, by moving it or carrying it, but it is not metama ba'oyo. And like we're going to see, the only time you put a marker is to protect from Tomas oil, mahel. So since etzim kisayra is not going to be matama Tomas oil, you don't mark it off. Like we just said, you don't, you, aren't, you don't put a marker for anything that's not matama ba'el. Al matayin al shedra, that you will be matayin for a spine, that will be matama ba'el. for a skull. Al roiv binyan, if you have most of the bone mass, even if you don't have most of the bones, there's a lot of bones. So if you don't have the quantity of bones, but you have most of the bone mass, that will be metama bayel. Or the other side, val roiv minion, even if you have a minimum of bone mass, but you have roiv of the actual count of bones, that is what we call roiv minion. You don't put a marker to mark off where there's vaday tuma. Right? It's a deis aquarus, we don't need tziyunim. Everybody knows stay away from there. Where are we putting a tziyunim? Where are we putting a marker? There's a din to put a marker where somebody would unwittingly Go, right, where you wouldn't know that there's Tumma there. You only are Mitzayin, or you are Mitzayin for Sveikas. These are Sveikas. These are different overhangs. We'll see. We'll get into this. And a base Hapras, which is a field we don't know, okay, where the body is. So we'll get there. Now, what we're saying is, Yes, you have to mark the tumma, but you don't put the marker exactly where the tumma is because that's going to be too late. The guy's walking, and all of a sudden he sees a marker there. Well, he's standing where the marker is. It's too late. Now, right, so you don't put it on the spot. You put it a little before, right? Um, and also, don't be overly generous with the space you're marking off. And we're going to see how this halacha comes to roost at the end of the daf here today. 
Don't be right because now you're 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 rendering areas of Eretz Yisrael completely unwalkable for Kayhanim, completely unwalkable for anybody that's carrying Tara. So use the smallest amount of space. Don't be overly generous. Okay, because I okay, so let's now let's discuss this price. So number one, because I spin a mace in a matama really. We just said, Kazayas ben Ames, you're not Mitzayin. Why? Why don't you put a marker for Kazayas Tuma? Kazayas ben Ames ain't a Matama Boyle. The ha, Tanya, Elo, Matama, Matama, Kazayas ben Ames. Kazayas ben Ames is Tuma. It is Matama Boyle. So the answer is Amarath. Papa, Hacha, Kazayas ben Tumasmaskina. We're talking about an exact Kazayas of flesh. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It'll decompose a little bit. So if it's exactly a kezayis, don't put it in. Why? Because for a couple days or a week, you're going to have tumah there. But what's going to happen after that? You now have less than a sheer tumah. It's no longer mitama. The tumah goes away because it, it decomposes. Now you have less than a sheer tumah. Now for the, for the, for the end of, till the end of time, if you mark off that space, for the couple days that you had an exact kezayis, we're now going to mark off this area saying, it, saying that it's going to be uh, impassable Parts of Eretz Yisrael, for all Kayana, for anybody that has to be careful for, for Tumatara, forever. So therefore, you know what? I'd rather, for the first couple days where it just has its Kazayas Tuma, go ahead and, 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 and don't mark it off. Let it be. I'd rather have a Mechshol, potentially, for a couple days than rendering it unusable for the rest of the time. So it's just a Mechser Chaser. Mutav Yisrofu Alav Truma Vekachim Lefisha for a couple days, for a little bit of time, until it decomposes a little bit and gets under the shear. And don't burn Tumat Tame or, or, or burn tuma, right? What's going to happen here? I guess a better way to say this, as the Gemara says, is so now I go ahead and I mark off a spot. Really, it's totally tar. Because it was only tummy for a couple days until it decomposed. Now, every time somebody by mistake carries truma there, okay, or somebody carries some, some sort of taras, right? Truma tara, then now it has to be, I, I, lose, I lose my trumas. I have to burn it now. Why? Because I went in a makam tumah. Well, what we're saying is this was only a makam tumah for a day or two, right? Until a little bit of time, until a little bit decomposed and it got onto the minimum share. So we, we don't want you to burn uh, trumas. We don't want you to burn yisrifu um, alav, la'olam. Okay, so we don't want you to burn trumas. We don't want you to burn things uh, because they came in contact with this area when it's really only relevant for a small period of time. Now these are stekas. Sachachais, these are overhangs of parais. So what are these? So this is a tree that overhangs Rishas Harabim. So what we, Ram Rashi pointed out earlier, the Kivan the Yeshalayim Oyel, Regilin Lik Barsham B'makam Tsunua. So since the tree had a, an, an oil, it would be like a, a nice private place where they would bury bodies. Okay, and therefore, if there's an overhang, if part of the tree overhangs into Rishas Harabim, so we have to mark off saying, again, Tumas Oyel, if I buried under one part of the tree, and now I have leaves carrying the tumah, so I have to go ahead and mark off that where this tree is, there's tumah. Oh, parois, so that's Ilan Amesachalaretz. Parois are protruding stones. So again, if I had a wall that was made out of stones and the stones protruded out different parts and one part of the wall, so it created like an aisle, and one part of the wall, I buried a dead body there. Again, I have to mark it off saying there's a dead body here. Avarim parois, avarim parois, that it, you know, protrude out, hayyotsis men together. Okay, now we said the third thing. When do you have to go ahead? Another thing that you have to go ahead and mark off is base hapras. So what is a base hapras? Kitetanan, hakever. If somebody digs up a grave, hareu isa base hapras. That area turns into a base hapras, suffix tumma. The kamahu isa, 
right? So go ahead. They, they, what we're thinking is like this. There's a grave somewhere in the ground, in, in this ground over here. Somebody puts a plow through the ground, right? So now they dig up the ground. So now what we're saying is that there's a suffix tumma here, right? That there, there's a body somewhere. There was a body somewhere and now it got dredged up. Now we don't know if when the plow went through, if the bones got reduced to the size that's less than the size sheer minimum shear of tumma or not. Could be this tumma here. So now how far? Maloy ma'ane, the full plow width, mea ama. So if it was plowed for 100 amas, we have to be concerned in that area for the width of the plow for 100 amas that it maybe dragged the body. Ubeisa pras, frek the Gemara, really? You're telling me Ubeisa pras is going to become tummy? Ubeisa pras will be tummy of oil? Vamar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel. We say it's not tummy. Minafeach adam beisa pras v'hoilech. If a kayim, right, or a person wants to remain tar, he needs to get to point A to point B, and he has to go through a beisa pras, you know what he does? He blows the ground, or in today's day and age you take a leaf blower, right? He blows it away, blows the path, and as long as there's no bones there, he blows it away to make sure there's no bones, and he can walk through it. So we see that a beisa pras is tar. Or... Or if it was completely trampled over for years, people, it was a base of pras. We know that there was a, a body buried somewhere here. It got plowed over, but yet everybody walks through it. So we say it's tar. So we say that a base of pras is not tummy. So why would you be putting a tzion, a marker on a base of pras if it's not tummy? So I'm going to like kasha, kan besad. There's different types of base of pras. And we'll see there's three types. Like kasha, kan besada, sha'avad bakeber. There's a Besa Pras that we call a Besa Pras if somewhere in the field there's a kever there, but it was not plowed over. That's also called a Besa Pras. Kan besada shenechresh Okay, so what we're saying is like this. There are two types, or we're going to have a third soon, but there are two types of Besa Prasim. One means that somewhere in this field there's a be- body buried here. It was never plowed. We call that Besa Pras. That I have to mark off because there's Tumavadai somewhere in this field. I just don't know where. And then there's a Sada that's Nidash or sada that was chayresh, that was plowed over, so that is suffix tuma. Then we're going to say, there's a suffix tuma, but I can get around it. If it was nidash, we're going to consider it tar, or I can blow my way through it. Therefore, you do not need a tziyun for that field. Frek the Gemara, you have to change the word here for sada. She'avad ba'kever beis ha'pras karila. Do you call a sada really? I thought, the Gemara said like this, I thought beis ha'pras was only called a sada that a plow went through. Not that I just lost a random body there. Is that true? The Gemara says, yes, I do call a field that a body is lost within it a beis ha'pras. But tonight we see shleisha beis ha'pras same. There are three types of beis ha'pras. Sada she'nevad ba'kever. If a regular field never plowed over, that there's a kever there. V'sada she'nechrash ba'kever. Or if it was plowed over, or the third type is called a stay beichin. My stay beichin. What is the din of a, what, what's a stay beichin? It's called the crying field. Why? Because that's the transfer point. When they bring a body from out of town, that's where the out of town chaver kedisha come to drop off the body, and the in town chaver kedisha come to pick up the body. Okay, the time am I? I. Why is that considered? Why is that of the status of a? Beis pras, meaning some suffix tuma, because What's going to happen? There'll be well, all of a sudden we'll notice that the dead body is missing an aver, missing a limb. Okay, things things happen in those days. So it, it, the concern is that in the transfer field the limb got lost, and since there's no responsibility, it's a transfer point. There's no one specific. The old chavikadisha left the body there, went back home. The new chavikadisha picks it up. They're each pointing fingers at the other person. We don't know who took responsibility. They, the new Chavar Kadisha, think that maybe the, the, the limb came off before. They don't really know. And therefore, 
there is a potential in this transfer field for there to be a limb. So therefore, again, it's another example of a Suffolk Tumah. So now, Frek de Gemara, one last kasha over here, one Risa. Ah, you're telling me. So they said like this, there's three types of, I don't know what the din is by a Stei Beichen. Maybe you would need a, a Tziyun. But let's leave that Stei Beichen off. Of those other, other two types of Beis pras, there's a Sade, a field that you lost the Kever in it, meaning there's a, a whole body somewhere in that field I just don't know where. And there is a <coughs> Beis pras that is a field where there was, there's a, there was a body, but the field got plowed. Now, I don't know if there's Tumah, right? These are two different types of things. The first one, I know there's Tumah in here, I just don't know where. The second one is, I don't even know if there's Tumah. So we're saying like this, that a Sadash and Nechrash Bakever, so if the plow went through it, we're saying, you don't put a Tzion, you don't put a marker, because you don't even know if there's for sure Tumah there. Only if the body gets lost in the field, and the plow never went through it, would you put a Tzion, would you put a marker? Now the Gemara's going to ask on that. This Sadash, Really, you're telling me that a field that got plowed over doesn't need a marker? I find a field that's marked off. And I don't know what the nature is of this field. So if it has trees, so then Well, the only way to get trees is to plow the, you have to plow the ground, plant the seeds, and then there's trees. So, if there's trees in the field, then we know that it was chayresh, ein ba'ilonas b'yodeh shavad ba'kever. And if it doesn't have trees, so then we know that there's a kever lost there. So what do we see? We said, now Rabbi Yehuda says, Oymer, we'll discuss this tomorrow, nobody knows. But what do we see from here, clearly? We said that a field that has its siyun, if, so it has its siyun, if it has trees, it was plowed. So we see that there is a tzion by a plowed field. You just said there's only a tzion on the besapras that has a body lost into it that isn't a plowed field. So the Gemara answers, no, I'm a rough papa. What are we talking about over here? No, really, let's talk about the timeline. There was a field. The field was not plowed. There was a body in that field. We didn't know where the body was. We put a marker on that field. Now... 20 years later, we see there's trees there. So we see that if there's trees there, the tzayna. Yesh ba'ilonos, if there's now trees there, so then be'odeya shenechrash ba'kever. You're right. It was definitely originally a sada sheneva ba'kever, and that's why we marked the field off. Now, I see trees there, can I assume that it was plowed? So if there's trees, then we assume it was plowed, subsequently plowed. Okay? So we know that it was originally a sada sheneva ba'kever, now it got plowed if there's trees. If there's no trees, then we say that it's still going to be the base of pras with a lost body in it. That's not that's that we have to mark off. That's marked off because right we're going to consider it that type of base of pras. Right? The question is like this: Everybody knows that it was a base of pras never by kever. The question is: Is the presence of trees, or what the price is saying is now that there's trees there, so we know that subsequently it was it was it was nechrash. It was plowed over because otherwise, how else would you get trees? Now, let's just finish this one, three lines. One last thing on this price. How could you tell me that if there's trees there, we know it was plowed? Maybe the trees are on the inside. The kever me bray, right? As you're saying, if there's any trees on the field, it's going to be okay. But what happens if there's just trees on the very inside? Why aren't we concerned? We know that there's a marker on this field, so we know that there was a kever loss there. So maybe, <coughs> what about the, <coughs> excuse me, what about the outside of the field? If there's no trees on the outside. 
So the Marshal Kadamar Ula, but Ainan Agvulim. Now the trees are on the out on the outside. So the Gemara says, one second, let's try it the other way. So maybe, maybe the Tumah, okay, maybe the Tumah is on the inside, the trees are on the outside. Okay, so again, how's that going to help you? Either way, what we're saying, right? First, the Gemara is asking, maybe, maybe the, there's trees on the inside, I maybe there's Tumah on the outside. So we're saying there's trees on the outside. Well, if there's trees on the outside, then maybe there's Tumah on the inside, if there's no trees on the inside. So the Gemara says, Be misuvchin. One way of saying this is misuvchin, meaning that it's, inter, it's interspersed. The trees are placed throughout the entire field, and therefore, right, there's no like uniform area where there could have been a dead body ground. It, was, it, it seems like the entire field was plowed up, and there's trees there. That's one answer. Or another answer is Ha'amran, in other words, really, trees cover only a small, small part of the field, but we treat the, the, the entire Makam Tumah as a Sada Shenechrash because the Tzion is near the tree. So what we're saying is like this. If the Tzion is near the trees, we're not looking at the entire field. We don't mark off an entire field. Like we said, we, since the more you mark off, the more you're causing parts of Eretz Yisrael to be rendered impassable. So therefore, we're not going to look at the entire field. We're going to look at where the tzion is. What we're saying is, if right next to the tzion there are trees, then we assume, because you're only supposed to put a marker near the Tumah, that since near the tzion, where we know that there was a, a potential body, a possibly lost in there, so if that area around the tzion is plowed, then, so we have two answers. Either we say that there's trees all over, or the other answer is no. We look around the tzion. If around the marked area there's trees, so we know that around the marked area was plowed, and if it's plowed, now it's going to be tar, it's going to be okay. Uh, what about the fact that there's a tzion there? We can't assume the whole field is potential problem because the idea is you don't put a marker, you only put a marker around the, as, as small of a spot as possible. Because we don't want to render uh, too much of it so impassable. We have a long time. Okay, I will send out the review.